This is Matt Brown, and you're listening to Just a Good Conversation. Life is good when your first internship turns into a 30-year job at the Los Angeles Times. Robert Lachman was that good and that lucky. During his time, he covered the Super Bowl, the World Series, and Olympics, every major event in LA, and he even won an Emmy. The difference from when I first started, not everybody could do what a newspaper photographer could do just because of the mechanics, the chemistry involved, the camera gear involved, the expense of the camera gear and everything else. You know, no phones, no nothing, pretty much. Now everybody's got a phone and video, and it's, I just, the competition is crazy. The cameras are so good now, it's hard to not take a great photo with just every camera out there now. I'm Matt Brown, host of Just a Good Conversation. Take a listen to our archives. My guests have ranged from school teachers, an Oscar winner, and one of the greatest college softball players of all time, Jenny Topping getting on that podium you're trying to put it together and I just remember what is what is the point of this having that feeling and you know I'm bending down and they're putting the gold medal around my neck and I look up into the stands and my parents and my sister and her boyfriend at the time and an aunt are all just just bawling they're crying and I I sort of put it together I was like wow this is this is you know, at that time, this is this was my give back to my family who sacrificed everything for me. Go to justagoodconversation.com for all our archives. Let's take a quick break for our sponsor before diving into my conversation with Robert Lockman. I have him finally. Robert, it, it, how are you? Just great. It took a little while. <laughs> a little while? There are a few delays. Along the way, stuff happens, you know? <laughs> There's been four variants since the time I talked to you. <laughs> it has been about a month. No, it's what? Been about... Two months. At least. But I got my arms... counting? I got my arms around you, and I'm so happy to see you. Yeah, we're just... I got the whole house to myself, which is a rare occurrence, and uh, it's pretty quiet, so we've got to get... Things moving before some construction starts somewhere, somebody starts mowing their lawn. I, I miss you. Oh. Like, I miss, like, you were so much fun, like, when there was an assignment and you would show up in the photo well or at a hockey game or anything, because, like, you were just, like, the fun guy. Wait a second. You got me confused with someone else. <laughs> no. no way. Your sense of humor was great. It was, uh, like, yes, like, you, there needs to be clones of you. Thank you. But you got me confused with someone <laughs> Not else. Not a chance. Tell me this. I want to know because are you a local guy or did you fall into California? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in the Valley, San Fernando Valley. Oh, so I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, it's great. <laughs> was it a time of your life back then? Oh, sure. The Valley was like just growing. Seemed fine, you know. It's just yeah. I mean, it's huge now. I mean, oh. now you go out to places which aren't even weren't even there when I grew up. I mean, it was pretty far. To go past, say, Tarzana or Reseda or anywhere past uh, the 405, you know, it didn't connect to anything pretty much. So it, it was pretty cool. It was pretty good? Yeah. Did you grow up uh, brothers, sisters? You were an only child? Two older sisters. Oh. So it was pretty easy. Yeah. Pretty fun. You know, it's, uh, we had a, had a great time growing up. Just uh, And that's probably where it started uh, with cameras. How'd you find photography? Um, my dad had cameras, and so he... Uh, I would just uh, try different stuff. It was fun. I did it in high school and uh, 
growing up and we had a dark room at the house and it oh, just so started he from was there. into it no i did the dark oh, room oh you did I the did dark, the dark room. room so it was pretty fun you know he was he did like kodachrome and stuff like that and stuff he didn't never did black and white that i so why that did he, you fall into black and white the cost no it was just something fun you know back in the days that was photography you know it's not like now where it's you know all digital and it would be hard to right do stuff and no i mean it was just it was fun to do was taking pictures was fun i did you know sports and stuff i then i did high school sports and stuff like that and then uh, junior college sports and it just kind of went from there did you pick up the camera pretty well and understand like the aperture shutter speed and all those yeah it was fun i always enjoyed doing stuff like that so it was uh you know i think i started with an old minolta camera and then uh, was that your dad's or was it was did you get a yeah, it was my dad's and uh, went from there so it's, it's changed over the years i mean a I mean, little bit sure. i mean i I really don't want to go back. You know, I'm not one of those that says, oh, get off my lawn. And I want the dark it, room back. Yeah, yeah, I don't want the dark room back. You don't want that smell of no. fixer all over your body. No, no, no. Yeah, those days. I are- love, uh, the new stuff is just so amazing. I, I don't need to have, when I look back and I look at my stuff, it's, it's a little grainy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine why. It looked good back then. Well, yes, you can't judge that. Yeah, but it was fun, too, because the black and white uh, photographs were interesting, too, and people really liked looking at them because most people, when I first started, they were used to seeing snapshots, you know, small snapshots, color snapshots. So when you showed people 11 by 14s, you know, printed nicely and mounted, they really enjoyed seeing those. And those really looked different than what people were used to. Now... I'm not sure people would think those look different. Maybe they would look different now because people are used to looking at their phones. I don't know. I think it's different. I think it would be because so few people actually have artwork on their wall, photography on their walls now. Everything's on their phone. So it's in their, you know, they don't print up as much or as easily as they used to. When you used to go get a print, some four by sixes, you'd hang them up on the wall. You mean because I have 50,000 photos in my photos library and another (laughs) 50,000 in my... uh, Cloud Lightroom uh, <laughs> catalog is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, but there are a few pictures up on the wall, like right? You, pretty you good do. that I've taken. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. Gen- the the general public, I bet, does not make prints, and not you, anymore. And you know, yeah. even Costco stopped making prints. That was <sighs> one of my favorite places to get prints made. And just, I mean, for just kind of getting it done, getting kind of, it yeah. done, and uh, they've stopped. So pretty much, I guess we went through a phase where you know you drop stuff off at the corner. Uh, uh, camera store to take get your pictures done and uh, they would develop and take three or four days and you get your pictures back to getting stuff done in an hour <laughs> then getting stuff done in a half hour and then there were those labs everywhere from the drugstore to Target yep to Costco those yeah you could drop it off in Costco shop and pick it up on the way absolutely. out the door absolutely but those days are gone so gone oh, it's kind of disappointing but I, I you know, you can do things like make books. I've done those kinds of things for people, and that's yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, you could fun. never have done that 30 years ago. No. No, well, you'd made albums. Yeah. Which were really hard and really expensive, especially nice albums like wedding albums and those kinds of things. That You know, you'd have to get the prints made, and then you'd have to try to fit them into these albums. <laughs> oh, I don't miss that. Don't miss that at all. So, with your finding photography, did you have a heart your heart set like maybe this is something I want to do or when did that become a career choice well that's funny because you mentioned that and and how I really got as a career choice uh, I thought I would 
was going to go into more of an engineering track and uh, maybe pre-veterinary science and that kind of thing. So I went to Cal Poly Pomona for a year and it just, it wasn't a really good fit for me. So I came back to the Valley and uh, I went to summer school and the only class open at uh, was Valley College, it was called back then. It's probably got a different fancier name now, but uh, uh, the only class open that was left when I you know, went to sign up was a journalism class. Of course, that was the only one open, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it kind of went from there that once I took the journalism class, it was a prerequisite for the photography classes. And I did get most of my training or experience, actually a little more, what you'd consider a little more formal training and uh that's i went there for two years and you know was did you take to it did you really enjoy it oh, i loved it i was uh worked on the newspaper the yearbook everything there i possibly could and that's actually how i ended up getting an internship right after that at the la times right but what was the hook what was that class that teacher and all of a sudden you're like oh my god i i gotta do this can't remember all the names, but I just enjoyed every class. I enjoyed taking pictures so much back then. I couldn't get enough. But, you know, they had a dark room there. I, I was there, you know, it was just. You lived there, basically. Yeah, it was a lot That's, of fun. Yeah, I was like that. Like, don't I don't want to go home. Every, this is great. Yeah, so it was pretty fun. I like shooting sports. I like, I like doing everything. So uh, I would say that's where I started. And, you know, I got an internship from there after two years. And I was at the paper for forever so right I mean how does that happen for you I mean think about it You're, who tells you to even apply at an internship at uh, the there was sort of a track because other people from there had got so there was a little bit of a connection and in the newspaper the school newspaper from people coming from that school okay to getting internships at the LA Times okay so it was it, you know it was a little bit of a path that was what did, what did you show that, that internship walk walk me through it you know, I can't even remember that. I hate to say that's. Did that, you have a book? I can't remember. That was. Yeah, to have some like eight by tens printed up. I guess I had probably some stuff in an in a, in, yeah. a, in, a, in a notebook, but I don't. I don't. I can't even remember what I had. Ah, uh, come on, was, little Robbie's got to show up with some. It was probably and... some pretty bad slides in the second base. I'm, so I'm guessing. <laughs> no faces, just lots of dirt and bats. Yeah, you know, because back then my longest lens was probably a 200 millimeter. That's, I was gonna. Th I thought you were say one thirty five or the one no, the one eighty. And, and that was the craziest part of you know getting to the LA Times was actually using some long lenses. But that was before three hundred two eights. That was before uh, they had some pretty custom lenses that were made. Some pretty long, you know, decently long lenses that I hadn't even hadn't even tried before. But they were always different brands. They weren't Nikon. They weren't. You know, right, Canon or anything. Something so, goofy. Yeah, I remember when they. I saw, maybe after a couple of years, the, the first 300 2.8. It wasn't internal focus. It weighed about 300 pounds. It was crazy. <laughs> the whole, the whole, the whole lens moved. Right, the whole mechanism kind of spun. It was very weird. Yeah. So, do you have that internship down in downtown LA? That's correct. How did that go? It was great. I loved every minute of it. It's just. How long was it? Six months or a year? Yeah, probably six months. And. One what did you cover? Like, come on, you're the intern. Well, I can remember pr probably the one of the most exciting things to me was being able to go to a Dodger game. That was great. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. You know, being sitting in the photo well kind of spoils you. Sure. It's pretty hard for me to go to stuff now. Oh, like yeah. That. 
It's like sitting in the stands. It doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. I mean, the guys are, you know, walking right by you and you're just, it's just a whole, you're, you know, you can reach out and touch someone there. They're, they're that close to you. Do you remember, did they send somebody with you? Like, did you shadow somebody? Yeah. I remember going the first time I went with Art Rogers. Did Art Rogers? He was one of my idols back then. Yeah. What was that like? Awesome. You know, it just, he was like a legend to me. There were, you know, photographers there that were, that I, you know, you seen did in go in that golden era. It was pretty cool. I was kind of a mix in there, yeah, because, um, yeah, it was, you know, it, it ranged, you know, Art Rogers, and then was funny and that so, sort of one of the younger photographers who I enjoyed working with, like Joe Kennedy. Yeah. So it was kind of a range. He was sort of in the middle, and then the younger ones were like me and Rick Meyer. Oh, man. Rick Meyer was right. He was a couple of years ahead of me, so. Right. And so it was just funny in that when you look back, you become the older one. Well, first you, <laughs> no, you branch into the middle. Yes. And then there's people younger and older, and then you branch into where you're the oldest. Yeah. Then and it's you, just funny. Then you were Roger. Yeah, it's just funny <laughs> how that all works. So you go to that game with him, it, you just got to be like stunned. Yes. It, well, just the magic of being able to, you know, go wherever you want. It was fun back then, you know, they had a dining room and you would just, you could eat before the games and things like that. It was super nice. And it, it was, was just, classy, right? It was unbelievable. I was just in awe, you know. And, and that must have been the surprise part to you because you probably didn't know that even existed. Not really. I, I didn't know what to expect in those kinds of things. Yeah, I mean, they kind of, and you have to remember back in those days, the LA Times, everybody saw the pictures, you know, and that that was a huge change over the years in how it is now. And you know, people don't get newspapers much. Pretty much, when you got a picture on the sports section, everybody you knew saw, saw it, yeah, and said something. And then the bigger it ran, the more they liked it. it. Almost didn't matter how what it was. It seemed like the larger the photo, the more people liked it. And I've never explained that. I don't know why that is, but it's funny. But it was kind of interesting in the way, um, you know, how that all changed and the TV was important, but not as important. Like the wires and AP, UPI and, and Sports Illustrated and us being the local paper, the biggest local paper, you know, you would get the good spots. You could, you know, it, it was different. And now it's pretty much everything's run by TV and no one really cares about right. the other, you know still photographers when you would be in that photo well and there would be a SI photographer so if it was whoever was on staff at that point was that a big deal when they came into town no I wouldn't say it was a big deal but it was always different and it was they always usually had like an assistant that was cool right. things like that I no all those guys were really nice I no I wouldn't say it was a, like a big production. They usually had probably the best gear. Okay. Back when I started, my gear wasn't that good from the LA Times. Well, I actually, the, the one last story was when I got to work, when I did work there, when I first started, that was the first time I ever used a motor drive. Really? Yes. And you have to remember, motor drives were pretty rare because I used an Icon F and you actually had to have it sent out. You you couldn't buy it. They had to specially fit it. Right, yeah. 
It did, there wasn't the pieces today. It just kind of slips right in. Right. So that was the first time I'd ever held they a had loader to change drive. all the mechanisms and stuff internally. Something I don't know what how what what the, what went on, but that was the first time I'd ever touched a motor drive. What was that like? It was awesome. Because you went from your thumb shifting, pulling, and yes. carrying it to the right to my Niker mat, and I forgot what other camera, you know. Now you're what three frames a second or whatever it did, <laughs> you know, two and a half, whatever it was. It, it was it awesome. Might as well have been a Mustang for you at that point. That's correct. Wow, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> that's pretty silly, huh? Now that's nineteen what seventy four. Yes. Yeah. What a great time. Uh, you know, it was just different. You know, it, it wasn't like today where you can cover a whole game. Like if it was a night game, get. Pictures from three innings, probably. So, yeah, walk me through that. We'll, we'll do baseball. So, a Dodger game. What time would you get to a baseball game at Dodger Stadium for a 7.05 baseball game? Back it would just then. depend if you had another assignment before. If you didn't have another assignment, you know, that, it would depend. I'd try to get there as early as I could. Okay. I mean, you know, three hours early or whatever. And, you know, you should batting practice and that kind of stuff to get some feature stuff, things like that. Then probably go up and eat and then come down and get ready to shoot. But... It would depend on the game and who they were playing. I'm trying to think. Sometimes that was before we had dark rooms and could transmit at the stadium. So you, there were only two options. One, shoot three innings, go back. Drive like a bat out of hell? Well, Dodger Stadium was pretty close. Still, but... Number two, it was a big game. Sometimes we'd have a motorcycle messenger pick up the film. But you would still have to get from your spot, go to wherever, top of the world, and drop off film to them, or they come to you? No, they just come to you and you drop them. You give them to an elf, and they oh, take it. So good. Same thing if we're doing like a Laker game, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Depending on the game. That that wasn't a lot. I think most of the time we just came back. Okay. So, you know, it would three be innings. one quarter, three innings. Well, you figure the deadline, you had to get it. To, you know, they, What was your deadline? I think around 9.30. Okay, so let's say that Nine, game... Maybe you could push it to 9.45 and stuff like that. So if you haul ass out of Dodger Stadium by, let's say, 8? Yeah, and I don't remember if the games back then, when I was a kid, Dodger games started at 8 o'clock. Yes, they did. But I, th I think most of the games started, like, it's the weekday, 7.30 maybe. They keep getting earlier now. But. Right. For the East Coast Time TV, because they can show them on TV now, I so it's readily available. Yeah. Easy. So, so you, yeah. would, you would haul ass down to L.A., downtown, stop the car, get the film, dump it off. Would you soup no, it? No, I'd do everything. Did it all. Park, just come up, process. How many rolls do you think you would have? Would yeah. you do deadline rolls first, not the feature batting practice? Yeah. Okay. But it's hard to say. You know how baseball is. You could have anything from one roll to, right. to, to four, maybe, or Yeah, more. depending on what happens. Yeah, there's not, you know, you just... So then but you yeah. get all that out? Yeah. And make a print? You're, and you're praying for a slide at home. <laughs> Anything, really. Yes. Yeah. Because it's baseball. First innings, it could be nothing. It could have nothing to do with the game. Yeah. And now you're staying the whole game and you're getting a picture from the end of the game in the paper. Getting it in the paper, which was pretty cool. So back then, was it pretty standard for... One, maybe two photos yeah. of the game. But that's all they really had room for right. most of the time. It could depend. If it was a day game, then you'd have more time, then more space. And, you know, it, you know it's a, okay. it, it depends who they're playing. Sure, they're playing Sometimes the Sometimes it was just one photo inside, depending on right. who they're playing. Right. The Braves were in town. Nobody cared. Yeah. But if the Reds were in town, they're right. world champions defending. Yeah. It's so. a big deal. 
That's pretty cool. It depends. Now, oh, come on. You what? know, but we had the messengers on big games like if it was playoffs, those kinds of things. Then right. you'd have the, the messenger and you'd stay the whole game. So that internship ends. What's your thought? Well, in life, timing's everything, right? <laughs> it is. One person died. Another had a heart attack right at that, uh, near, toward the end of my internship. And I got hired part time. Who passed and who had a heart attack? I can't remember. I'm not sure. I don't even remember back then. I'd have to try to figure that out. But so. And then they said, "Hey, good looking. You want a job?" I mean, no. It's just it's timings. You know, it's just right. Who calls you in and says, "There's a job offer"? Well, you kind of knew and stuff like that. You know, there's the chief photographer hired. Kind of does, and it's a whole thing. So. And you said. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'll stay. I'll, I'll stay. I like this gig. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to school at the time. I went to, I got my uh, uh, degree from Cal Arts. That's where I have my degree from. And uh, so I was, I was working almost full time, but kind of part time and kind of going to school. I'm going to get my degree and then that was it. Now, and there was a love of fine art photography though, right? I guess not as much. No. I mean, I went there because it just seemed like a good place to go more. <laughs> just a good place. Well, you know, it seemed like I should get my degree. Okay. But yeah, I was working full time. I was learning more at the paper, doing stuff. Yeah, I mean, you learn more by doing, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. So. So do they keep you in downtown or do you get shipped off to one of the bureaus? I've been work. I worked downtown for three years and then I took, they, some stuff moved around. So then I went to Southeast for about nine months and then they opened San Diego and I volunteered to go down there. So that's where I worked like with John McDonough. We owned, we, uh, we opened up the paper down there in San Diego, which was, that was very cool. And Did I you move? Is that, oh yeah, that I lived in San Diego for three years. Wow. And that was a lot that's of fun. That's a big commitment. Yeah. Where were yeah, you? We worked out of a, uh, we worked out of a, a men's room. In, a, in, the, in the floor below for because it was a brand new building and so we worked out of a men's room for almost like six months pretty fun <laughs> it wasn't bad wait a second you're gonna go from let's say were you living in the valley at the time where were you living yeah I lived in Burbank okay yeah, so you're yeah. in Burbank and they say hey we'd love you to start up this bureau in San Diego oh but you're working out of the men's room like that they- was cool <laughs> So I worked with John. That was a lot of fun. And then an opening. What was John like back then? I, I know John's John. John's the greatest I guy I ever worked with. Was he? Well, I said, I've worked with a lot of great You've people. You've worked with some wonderful people. I've worked with a ton of great people. And he is probably, in, he's just uh, great to work with. What was he like young then? Same? 100 miles an hour? He was a great photographer and uh, super nice. I mean, I don't know how else to... <laughs> Three years with the man, you'd think you'd have something more than nice guy. Nah. <laughs> what was okay? So you're covering what Chargers? Yeah, a little. It, that was fun because, unlike sometimes when you're like a paper with a big staff, you're doing a lot of other kinds of stuff that's not as fun, maybe, or as big. But pretty much, since our staff was so small, we we're just kind of doing the main stuff that was happening, news wise or sports-wise, and that was great. Chargers were fun. Padres were fun. That's the Dan Fouts era, right? That's correct, yeah. They never went, they never got past to the Super Bowl then, but they they were pretty much a heartbreak team back then where they would score a lot and then always lose in the playoffs. Right. 
But yeah, you're right, Dan Fouts and all that other stuff. And the, the Padres weren't really very good back no, then No, God, no. But they were fun. It was fun. It was low-key and just... I remember even... They didn't even build a thing for the... That was a fun stadium to shoot at, though, because they didn't really build a photo well there ever. So all they did was put plywood in the dugout at the end. So you would actually be... You were basically sitting in the dugout. This is the old Murph? Yes. So you were on ground level. Wow. And they actually, then the chair, player, or what did they do? Well, no, there were spots where you okay. sit, but you were actually in, in the in the in the dugout. So like the players would have to actually walk by you <laughs> <laughs> to go up the ramp and stuff like that. Well, wasn't it like that? It, I remember very early on in, when I covered the Dodgers, it was like that where that inside position you were like literally in the dugout. Yeah, I think so. But then so. Tommy would. Tommy got pissed. He'd put that blue shield up and kind of like block you so you couldn't see I in. I think I was shooting when Walter Alston was still there. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> yeah, no, not yes, you were. No, I don't want to go back quite that far. Yes, you were. No. Tommy didn't get the job until 76 or 77. No. Yeah, after, yeah. Was someone in between? No. No, because Tommy was a third base coach. I don't remember that. Yeah, well, you were young. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy was him, and they all they all said to Tommy uh, in his press conference, "How do you feel following Austin? You know, Walter Austin." He goes, well, "How are they going to feel following me?" He just thought he was going to be there for 30, 40 years. And he and was. He was. He never left. So, did you enjoy your time though in San Diego? It was fun. Yeah, but I always knew I wanted to come back more this way and family and just you know. Were you married at the time? No. Okay. No. So yeah, I just you know I always felt I wanted to come back. So it opened up and the spot opened up in Orange County and it seemed like a good spot to be. So I came back. Was there how big was the bureau in OC at that time? Pretty small, as well. Photo wise, yeah. We had grown. Maybe we had three people. Okay. That was it. It wasn't. I don't think we had even four. Who was with you? I can't even remember. All I remember was John. Just well in, in OC. Oh, then that was probably like five. Don Kelson, uh, uh, I think, I can't remember. Uh, Cliff Otto. Okay. A couple, you know, it was a little bit of an older stat, you know, a little bit older, and Don, and some, it was one of the younger, and uh, a couple other people. And that's so where you stayed. It was a lot stayed. of fun, yeah. Enjoyed every minute there. Was that out of the Costa Mesa office? Yes. Yeah. Which isn't. Uh, newspaper anymore no no now it's going to be like an office building yeah an office building and some transformed parking lot for ikea or whatever so at those times what were what were you covering that you were really enjoying because it's like the late 70s early 80s what was happening that you were like oh this is fantastic stuff let me think that's a tough one uh you know there was always sports i always enjoyed that but i enjoyed any kind of out of town stuff any uh, just doing people and stuff like that I, I like all that stuff I mean I, I didn't even mind doing a play setup now and then so. right did you ever have the thought like you know I'd like to go cover some war conflict I'm early no. I'm not married no that never really appealed to me I don't know why that just seemed I, I don't know I don't like the you're sort of in these weird spots where you don't have much control over yeah. it. I'm not a big fan of that because there was a lot going on. Like, you could have gone to Ireland in the late 70s or, you know, the Middle East. There was all kinds of craziness. Yeah, I wouldn't say I ever really even thought about wanting to do that stuff. That just didn't... Uh... Did the Times send people back then? Were there anybody even doing international work, if you remember? 
maybe a little bit back then, but certainly not to what it evolved. Because it was so must have been so difficult to shoot well, send, and transmit. Sending and transmitting would almost be impossible back yeah. then. So I mean, even logistics as it got better with the satellite stuff still was logistically not I don't think very easy I never transmitted with the satellite stuff but it seemed like it was pretty hard oh god yeah it, it couldn't have been I, I could you must have only been able to shoot stories because there's no way you got anything back on any kind of deadline especially a week deadline so if you're in Ireland covering you know a massacre and you're trying to get it into the paper not happening so that must have been so what were you then looking for? What did you want to cover in that early parts of your career? Did you want to go to the Olympics in the 80s or was that on your radar in 84? The Olympics, I did do, we, I did do the Olympics in 84, which was right. fun. Were you wanting to do it in 1980? Yeah, that was fun. I, I enjoyed every minute of that. Uh, you know, I did some preps. But I did a lot of boxing back then in terms of for the Olympics. That was sort of going to be my one of my things. So I did a lot of prep work for that and things like that. Oh, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Where did you shoot the boxing? Was that the, at the uh, Olympic Auditorium? Oh, no. Or a forum? Or just anywhere you could... Well, before, no. I went to the Olympic Training Center and stuff like that. Did all the pre-stuff, all the, the uh, stuff for the Olympic trials and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. That was... Uh, Mike Tyson was... Uh, that was the year he was uh, coming up. Right. He didn't, he didn't make the Olympic team, though. No. <laughs> no. He, walked, he lost to a guy who was more of a technician than him. And okay. the way the, the scoring is, it doesn't help just to be a guy who can... Trying yeah. to knock people out. Right, so. especially it's hard with a knockout with, with all that headgear and the yeah. giant pads. Yeah, so um, that was a lot of fun. I, I can't even remember, I'm trying to think, I think they did it at the sports arena for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. I think where else it would it have been, right? Yeah. The forum had stuff. Did the forum have stuff? Maybe that was there too. I Basketball, I think, was it Pauly? Maybe. Yeah, it was broken up everywhere. Did you enjoy covering the Olympics? Oh, sure. Who wouldn't? How big was the team? Well, it was great because. The funny part about the Olympics, they were so worried about the traffic. Right. And then there was none. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like the COVID the era where there was no right. traffic anywhere. So that was, everything about it was great. Yeah. Because so. remember they did the old, please, if you can, yeah. shift hours or not have people work. and It was a little before people could stay at home and work. <laughs> a lot before, yeah. Was there then, okay, so where are you then projecting in your career are you thinking i'm going to stay here at the times or was it ever like hmm, maybe i'll go here or go there or before a family gets too big i'll go to miami chicago new york no that would never have um i think maybe something like maybe sh shooting sports for a magazine but i, I kind of enjoy doing everything i i you know, I don't. I don't know if I just would want to shoot sports all the time. I really like getting out and doing different things, doing like portraits and you know all that stuff. It's a lot of fun. I, you know, it's a little more creative some of the time getting out. You know, celebrity portraits were always fun. Um, even though you know those where you get like you get to the thing and you got like got to figure out what to do and you get like two and a half minutes, right? Things like that. <laughs> So, you know, or even less. How did you handle that? How did you handle that kind of, especially you, early when you got thrown into it, the quick portrait in a hotel room? That all kind of changed over time. And, you know, depending on when I first started, did a lot of stuff available white because the strobe stuff was too big to carry around. And I remember trying and using my first strobe meter back then. 
Because back then you had to figure it out by the numbers. And that wasn't real consistent. And she could do... I didn't really have a good Polaroid or anything to try to do stuff like that. That was, there was It was a lot of, uh, you know, trying to piece some of that together. So strobe stuff back when I first started was very sketchy. Really? Be- well, yeah, because if you think about it, the strobe on top didn't vary at all. It was one power. So right. you had to estimate your expo- aperture, aperture right. to, to by the dial on the back. <laughs> And hope that was consistent. Then I remember seeing the first strobe meter, and it was amazing. It was very good, but it was great because at least <laughs> you were going to be close. Right, got you in the ballpark. At got least. you in the ballpark, but then again, you didn't know until you saw the film. I mean, you could try. They some people were making like Polaroid backs and stuff for the cameras and things like that, which helped. Right, Can't but it'd be a very small frame on it. You couldn't see much. Oh, and then there's today. Poof. Boom. Yeah. Then totally different. Was was there was the LA Times take care of you guys gear wise? Like were you guys keeping up to date? Or was that it, kind of pulling teeth in those early time, years for you? In the early years there wasn't that much gear and that's just how it was. So, you know, my first stuff was like I got the motor drive I got the F I got a couple lenses and that was kind of it so I didn't there wasn't that much I even used some of my own gear really yeah it's but, funny but nobody had a lot of stuff so it, that's just how it was why do you wasn't think that was deal. just that was what they just thought it's just you how needed? it was yeah I mean it's just how it was and then eventually the the gear just kept getting better and better as you know different budgets or different this and different that so yeah do you my, think that was more of a managerial decision? Yeah. It's just like, a, it we got to take care of our guys? or No, just the gear just changed and stuff got better. and you know. It was still the better gear than anybody else had. Right. So it wasn't like it was bad gear. It was just people didn't have a lot of stuff. It just how it wasn't how it was. When did you start to feel that gear shift? 80s? When you started to be like, wow, they're giving me a 400-2.8 or a 300-2.8 in my car. I got three cameras or the flashes actually work. Well, that was just the flashes <laughs> worked. Yeah, the Vitar 283. <laughs> God! Don't be uh, showing your age. Yeah. But that yeah. was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I mean, having that a strobe that changed as you moved was amazing. Oh, yeah, that, that changed the way everybody shot. Yeah, it was a lot better, so... So on those celebrity portraits, were there any nightmares early on, or were, or were there people that were really good? Because you did quite a few. I didn't do a lot. That was oh, really, I saw some pictures. I, I've done some, you know, and it just it just always was fun because when you're when you're taking pictures of celebrities, it's usually pretty easy. It's not as big a challenge because they're professionals and they're celebrities. So the pictures seem to always work out. Whereas if you're doing a business person in their office who doesn't like having their picture taken, it's a little trickier and not as interesting. But yeah, the celebrity portraits, you just have to think ahead of time. Usually you come in maybe thinking of some ideas before you get there. And then you got it's gotta be going through your heads. I mean, I've done everything, you know, but, because, you know, you're not supposed to, 
you know, you can't really you're not, manipulate anything or change anything, but for some reason you're allowed to use gels and lay multiple images on things. So I was using plastic cameras and all that stuff because, you know, I just tried to do something a little different. And usually the people are receptive to some of that stuff more than just the regular camera stuff. Depends who you get. Why do you think that is? That's, uh, they just seem to be. I they don't just know. thought it was interesting. Like I you're, guess, you're but, trying. But everybody was different. And actually most of the celebrities always seemed like they had more time, but it was usually the PR person that was tugging <laughs> your strings. <laughs> okay, so how did you... How did you deal with the gentleman, uh, the CEO or the business guy at his desk that didn't want a comfortable photo? That was always, that, that to me was always, well, you'd always look around and see what they have in their office or, you'd, you know, what kind of, how you try to get something that would go with what, you know, what their operation was or what they did. So it was kind of tricky, but it was how did fun. you get them calm or comfortable? I mean, you're just talking to people and you're, you're, you're trying to think of how to make this a better picture and, uh, <laughs> How do I make them not look, you know, 300 pounds or it, it's just boring a, as hell? Yeah, it's just hard. To, it, but that was part of it. It's part of the fun. But it, that, that's part of the, you know, getting out and meeting people and doing things. And I mean, I never even minded too much going to like parties and having to do and back when we did those kinds of things. We would do that a lot. Yeah, the socialite County. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they don't do it as much anymore, but we, we would do a lot of those. And, you know, stuff like that was seemed quick and nice and I, you know it's just part of the job and really you know a lot of people didn't like it so you know a lot of people <laughs> want to do war stuff and don't want to do that see see so that's really the difference a lot of people i like kind of doing the what were what you would consider would be the regular newspaper stuff and other people want to do traveling and you know war stuff and those kinds of things just out of the box i guess but you did it well. Man. Nothing did wrong okay. with There's nothing wrong with meat and potatoes. Did okay. <laughs> you did okay. Now it's all Instagram. <laughs> now everything is just one square. It's it. It's it. One square photo. Crop you can crop really good now because you know you're you're only talking uh, what uh, eight hundred pixels or something like that. Yeah. Maybe a thousand if you really you're going real high quality. Find an old Hasselblad, you're yeah. good to go. When did you start to hear about this uh, this beast called digital? When did that? Well, that was interesting too. It was I think it was the it was a Canon with the Kodak uh, or the Kodak yeah, camera Kodak with monster. The, was it the Kodak but with the branding with Canon? Canon was that the first? Yeah, I can remember that the I remember the first time I saw someone and I, they had to carry around like a VCR with them or something. <laughs> uh, I thought that's never going to work. Hey, yeah, what was your, I mean, did you just think no way? I thought no way. And, you know, I, I, I would say I wouldn't, I resisted, I would say a little. Because, you know, at first the quality was pretty bad. Well, it was so, it was unbelievable. So I just, I, I, I wouldn't say I jumped on that early. Did you kind of step back a little but bit? But I'm not let, going back now. Well, right. But did you step back then and go, I'll let you guys take a couple? I, yeah, I wasn't really involved with that. So it was all fine with me. Yeah, but yeah, you're... I didn't need to be like the first one there with the big uh, VCR pack on my side and the giant <laughs> Dragging that thing around Angel Stadium so yeah, you can make some pictures. Yeah, with a cord connected to it. That's all I got. God, but you're, you know, you're a gearhead now. I'm so, pretty geeky when it comes yeah. to stuff. So. so when did that change come where you're like, you know what? I kind of like computer chips. Well, I've always liked that stuff, the computer stuff. It's just that the, just the photography just wasn't... 
I don't think quite there yet. So you I didn't don't know. want it. You didn't. Did you not want the merge, or you just didn't didn't see it ready? I didn't see it ready. But uh, could could you see at that point, like, okay, this is where we're going in twenty years? This is gonna. I would say with those first cameras, no. It that seemed more like a novelty. I'd say back then. But right. you know, I'm no Steve Jobs. So. Well, I just remember like watching Mark Trell go. I uh, this camera doesn't make Laker yellow. It's all, all right, their, right. All their uniforms are mustard looking, and he would have to make them yellow. And I was just like, why would you ever want to shoot on something that doesn't Correct. even have colors? Like it was, it was basically a crayon box. Yeah, the first stuff out was pretty, pretty awful. Awful is a good word. I was saying embarrassing, but yeah, okay. it was. But, it had what? It went ISO 200, 400, 800, and then I think like H1. I don't even think it had a 1600. And you didn't want to shoot four or 800. That was just numbers, but it was eight. It was just four pixels of four ugly colors. It was all good. <laughs> You're being. How long have we gone for? Not, not long enough. Oh, man. How? How did you then embrace digital? When did you be like, okay, I'm in? I mean, the first cameras we had were okay. They still weren't perfect, but you know, we were just going toward it. And it seemed, I mean, that seemed pretty good. I mean. Because now you got to carry a laptop. Well, that was fine. I like that. Okay. That was all good. But you're carrying cards, you're carrying batteries. The first couple cameras, you couldn't get through a, a game without two or three batteries. I'm trying to think. I can't even remember that that well. So <laughs> I, don't, I, I kind of put, the, yeah, those first cameras were not great. I just remember cringing, looking at you guys going, I can't believe you got to carry so much stuff. Like you just had eight batteries and cards and all. I, I don't remember it being that bad. Maybe I wasn't, I, I wouldn't say I was, I was probably, I probably was not one of the, I wasn't one of the first people to Maybe when you traumatized? <laughs> so no, just... I'm just saying, I, I, I don't remember it being that, that many batteries and that the laptops being that bad. So, I mean, back then the laptops, those seemed small. <laughs> you have to remember it's not a MacBook Air. Yeah, no, no. They were very thick, huge. Yeah, but that was small. Right, that was small then. That was small. So you, you got to put yourself back there. It didn't <laughs> seem so bad. How did you keep your edge over your career? Yeah. You, you know, because guys do get lazy, complacent. Well. Were you competitive? Yeah, I mean, you always like to get a better picture. I mean, you know, that would say 100% on that, but... You know, that's just the luck of the draw sometime, the spot you're at and things like that, especially if you're doing sports. Like I mean, if some people seem to be luckier than others. Right. Who? I'm not. That, who I ain't who, who I'm had not, some luck? I'm not going that route. <laughs> Come on. That, let's let's see who the lucky ones are. No, I'm not going there. Uh, did. But, but sir, I mean, obviously certain people do a better job than others. I'm not going to, I'm not going there, but and. uh but that's just being better, you know. Sometimes, you know, if you're well, better. Okay. So if you went to an event and you saw, like, Mike Goulding there, were you like, ooh, uh, this is going to be fun? Mike's one of my favorite people. Oh, uh, I love Mike to death. But if you saw him, did that kind of, like, get your blood flowing? Like, ooh, going up against Mike. Let's see who gets a better photo. No, I I, I, I wouldn't say I would just – I'm more of a – just – trying to get the best photo I don't really I never really even thought when I was at a game who was there that did never, you get any pressure from editors no never. like that was not a good week for you or nah no nah, 
was never a problem. Well, that's That's because I did such a good job. (laughs) Being on the top makes it easy. Yeah, yeah. Did, Did you ever feel like you could push the envelope photographically and, and try stuff. You said like you tried some plastic cameras or some maybe toy cameras with portraits. But were there any chances like you're like, I'm only going to shoot this game with like a six or a, this camera, or that camera and push stuff? No, because that, that was, all, well, it was always tricky. I mean, I really didn't use a lot of remotes back then and probably that would have been nice to do those kind of things. Um, I didn't have a, as much extra gear to do that all with, but um, that always seemed fun. Yeah, I mean, it is tough when you shoot. Then you're really uh, throwing the dice if you're shooting super long lenses when you're doing sports because right. now you don't have to. It's awesome. Yeah. Those cameras are so good now. You could you could shoot everything with a 24. <laughs> no, no, you no. can't. No, you can't. Come Kids, on. do not listen to Robert. <laughs> get a six. Get out there. Man up. Yeah, shoot er- life through a straw. Get everything with a twenty-four. <laughs> okay, twenty-eight. You can go twenty-eight or thirty-five. What was okay? We'll get all the bases and then just crop in now. What was at the end of your career? What was your camera bag looking like? Because at the beginning of your career, you said it was basically uh, hodgepodge. What did, what were you shooting at the end of your career? What you know, you- the nicer lenses and stuff. You know, you know, because you're using all the lenses are two point eight stuff like right. that. Which is you were huge. Canon at the time. Yeah, I've always I started Nikon. And then the paper changed over to Canon. Right. And it's funny how the, the brands have changed. They've kind of gone back and forth, you know, where one's better and one's, you know, they kind of... Yeah, back and forth, back things. and forth. But um, so pretty much I started with Nikon and ended using Canon. Just And it wasn't a... It, that wasn't my choice. You know, it was all good. It wasn't... Didn't really matter to me that much. It was just that's what the paper went to. And so... That I was it. That was fine. I mean, I didn't really... And seemed fine. It wasn't like both at the time were very competitive, and uh, so that's how I switched over to. And then uh, my gear at the end, yeah, I mean, just nice, nice, bo- you know, camera bodies and nice lenses. Right. But I wasn't shooting as much too because I was, I, uh, you know, I became a photo editor and stuff. And so Did that, you enjoy that? Yeah, it's different. It, you know, it's it's better when you see the assignments come by when you see an assignment you don't want to shoot. <laughs> but it's a little it's not it's a little frustrating when you see something nice you would like to shoot right. so but then again you're not out in the rain and you're not out in the traffic and fire uh, all that yeah, other you know stuff. there's certain things yeah like you kind of miss those kind of things you know being out in the middle of you know brush fires or news like that or um, you know big sporting events the academy awards those kind of events things like that What's the best thing you you've shot? Like with that event, you're like, oh, that was that was that was the best. Um, I've done two World Series where the teams have won, which was pretty probably pretty cool. I've done Super Bowl. So you did what? Is that '88 Dodgers? '81. '81 Dodgers. '81 Dodgers. Dodgers won in the Bronx, Game Six. Wow. They, they lost their first two games and won the next four. And that was a very cool experience going back. I went to all the games, going back to Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. was pretty cool. What made it great? Just the fans and the stadium, just, just the magic of that stadium. Was that the first time in, your, in that yeah, stadium? Yeah, yeah. How did they treat stadium. you? Everything was great there. That's good. It's great there. And, uh, you know, you're talking some 
amazing baseball players, you know, back then. It was pretty, pretty fun, you know, and just uh, that was kind of the end of the sort of an era of the Dodgers, you know. It was the, uh, you know, Ron Say and Steve Carvey era, I believe, right? Yeah, yep, yep. yeah. Lopes and yeah. all those guys. And the I was, a, big Do- was, I was a pretty big Dodger fan back then, and I grew up as a Dodger fan, and so it was pretty electric being there for all the games. And it looked like they were going to, you know, after they lost the first two, it didn't look good. So, uh, Right, you're probably going back going, oh, this is done. Yeah, but it was fun. It was and then you covered 2002, the Angels. Angels. Yeah, and they won. That was pretty cool. That was fun, too. But probably not quite as fun as seeing the Dodgers win the game back there for all the games. I mean, it was it was pretty fun, but, you know. It wasn't Yankee Stadium. It wasn't Yankee Stadium. Right. That was a real rivalry. It was just different, you know. And, and I mean, the Angels was a lot of fun, too. I mean, it was pretty – for them to come back and win. They were I think they were a wild card team, too. Yeah, they, both yeah. teams were wild card teams. Yeah, so that was pretty amazing. And plus, they, weren't they down in that – were they down in that series? They almost lost anyway. The Giants. I don't know. Just, yeah, they was, came back in that one game. I think it was, yeah. it was game three or four. That was a steroid series with wow. <laughs> both those clubs. So it was a lot of fun. So that's those I've done Academy, a couple Academy Awards back in the day. Now you want to guess which Academy Awards? I was did? it during Dorothy Chandler times? Yes. How was that? It was great. Now you can you want to name. Uh, <laughs> Who was it? Like the French Connection one or something? Not or? that far back. <laughs> Uh, red. One of my favorite. One of my favorite photos too from that. Which you can, what, see, it my, you, you can see it on my website. What, which one? Who was huh? it? Jack Nicholson one. Was that for one who flew over the cuckoo's nest? Yeah. Yeah. And then I did the next one, and those are the only two I ever did. And you want to? Can you guess who did one next for best actor or for best picture? Oh, best picture, I think. For the following year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Rocky. Oh, so was it 77? 70, I think it was 74 Six? and then 75 or 75 and 76. Okay. So it goes pretty far back. But that was fun. That was, you know, all black and white. And you just hand your film off, go back. You're wearing your tuxedo shoe a little bit. Someone runs off with your film. That's right. Exactly. How was, was that faith of like giving off your film, being like, bye, good luck, hope you make it? <laughs> well, it was just how it was. That's fine. It was easy. It was great. You so shoot why? the pictures, hand the film off. How much How much better could that be? So why are you only doing two and they never bring you back? Uh, other people wanted to start doing it. I don't know why. Yeah, I didn't. It was, it was fun. Like in the whole 80s. That was back too. And that was the deadline room. I was in the deadline room both times. Like four or five photographers. It was great. Wait a minute. The deadline room was down to four or five photographers. That's it? There were two rooms. Oh, okay. So that's how they split it up? The good deadline room? And the not-so-good deadline room. Oh, okay. So who's in the deadline room with you? Just, you know. The UAP. Main, UPI. Maybe UPI Reuters. Maybe Newsweek. Or Newsweek. Something like that, or Time, maybe. Okay. And, and then maybe the... I and then in the, the other room, it's literally everybody else. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's probably like five or six people in the one room and 150 in the other one. <laughs> Everybody in their mother. I don't. They don't still do that, do they? Do no. have a separate room? No, not like that. No. Now it's it's a small room, so right. you're you can reach out and grab them. Right. There, there. The distance was from me to you. Right. No. Now it's if you couldn't have a very long, you need almost need a fifty. <laughs> sure. I mean, at that distance, you, you don't need a long lens at all. I made it really easy. And now they have the Academy Award photographer, and then everybody else. Okay. Yeah. Right. So they're making their exclusive content. Whoever they bring in, 
Yeah, things were a little different back oh, then. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, art's doing it. And they're building stages and productions just for these portraits that are all elaborate. Yeah, this is just some... You right, know, some schmuck in a white... Yeah. Some guy put up some background in the back. <laughs> okay, so what's what was like the worst assignment you covered? You're just like, oh my God, I am knee-deep in mud. This is the worst. How did I get here assignment? That's you, a tough one, you know? Can't really think was of it stuff. Was it a god like awful that. fire or like? Uh, yeah, I did some night. Some you know the fires are kind of crazy and stuff like that. Where stuffs you know, you always it's, they seem a little dangerous at time. You kind of did you cover like the Laguna fires or? I've done. I can't remember. Uh, I've done a few. I've, they go so far back. Fires could be messy. That's why I, I say that because you you just they're no, hard they, on you, your gear, the car. The thing is, you don't have. Uh, I never really had, that was back in the day more, and I never really had enough protective gear. So when you can start feeling that fire burning, you, you know, you're that hot, you, you know, you're, but it's pretty interesting. But yeah, stuff like that. But I, I, I never really felt that in danger or anything, so it wasn't too bad. What, what was the best, like, was the Olympics in 84, was that the Olympics you did? Yes. Did you do any winner? No. Boy, that would seem tough. Would you want to have done one? Oof, I don't know. Because they're so, so different. Hard. It yeah. seems so hard. The logistics on those things never seemed really hard to get good photographs that they would want. Right. You know, we'd usually send two people, and I don't know how they would, you'd be competing against. I wouldn't like that kind of competition. You know, they would send you those Winter Olympics, and you'd be competing against 100 other photographers or more, and... How do you get the positions in those sports? In a different time zone? Well, it's like, where do you put yourself on some ski slope? I mean. Right. Just put you on a mountain and you hope a guy comes through your frame? <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't, that doesn't appeal to me. With your two and a half frame per second. You yeah. Know, and you're two, You're freezing. Yeah. And you're on the side of a mountain. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Yeah. And it's brutal. Where'd you do that at? To Vancouver. Did you? Yeah. And it's just, you know. You're freezing your ass off. It's just uncomfortable. It's miserable. But but the Winter Olympics is broken up so differently. There's everything on the mountain and everything indoors. Okay. That's it. So you can either shoot your skating, ice skating. You know everything is in a is in a building. So those guys are wearing flip flops and t-shirts because you're indoors all day, and then everybody else. You're shooting like cross-country skiing. Was it the, is it the Peloton? Is that the cross-country skiing? How would you do that? Oh, and then what's the one where you they give you the rifles and you do oh, cross-country yeah. skiing, and then there's the luge that's outdoors. They're going by at 100 miles an hour. There he goes. <laughs> there he goes. And all you're doing is panning, trying to get Olympic rings. You know, so yeah, God forbid, got to have Olympics in it. Otherwise, no one will know why we're here covering the luge. <laughs> so it's like over and over again. Those guys go by pretty fast. Yeah. So you just, you know, it was... You don't know who anybody is. No. That's yawn. How do you caption that stuff? They, How does that work there? How does that work? So it's all on... Everybody goes off on a timesheet. So it's going to be the Norwegian guy first, second, third, fourth, fifth. And so you just know, okay, this first guy I shot, that's the Norwegian. That's the Swede. That's the French guy. And so you look through your, your shot... Of like, okay, yeah, that was the American. That's him, because you're not, there's no, that's it. I mean, you do have, you do have uniforms, right? Each 
teams will wear uniforms, but they might be you all. Know, they might be able to see their numbers. But they all be just might all be in black and on the uniform it just says USA because they're wearing those luge boots, hats, everything else. So there's nothing distinct like track across. You know, they're the Jamaicans stand out much differently than maybe the Swedish guy. Yeah, because you got the uniforms are good and plus right. probably have numbers. Right, and they have numbers because of the hundred. Yeah, and you're gonna know who uh, maybe the the guy who runs the hundred. You know, whether it's Carl Lewis, right? When you do it, he's going to stand out over somebody else. So you know that. When you were covering, like when you covered boxing, what did they tell you? Look for best pitchers or were you just exclusively like, get the Americans? No, it was just best pictures. You were just shooting everything. Were you ringside or were you up uh, above? As I was ring- I, most of the time I was ringside. It was just pretty hard. Yeah. We did both. We did both. What was, had, your, what was your ringside kit? What did you do? Two I cameras? I can't remember even that well. I remember. I, I do remember going to the Olympic Auditorium once and the first time I ever went to boxing. That was fun. Guys. <laughs> that place was a prison cell. That was crazy. It just, yeah, having guys fall in front of you, like there was like that back and the blood was splattering everywhere. Everywhere, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of then I even did a wrestling thing with both I did both there that, that place was a pit uh, Joe Kennedy told me very early in my career never it's obviously it's a cliche and you know this but you don't don't wear light colors or white <laughs> to boxing and I go to the Olympic Auditorium I come out of there and I, I got more blood on me than a, than a surgeon. It was amazing how much blood was going on back yeah. then. And then they would throw the bottle caps at you yeah. and all the stuff would come <laughs> raining down if there was a bad call. That was nuts. Yeah, we went there a couple times. I think once for boxing and once for wrestling, I think. Wrestling would have been fun there. Yeah. I, I kind of got upgraded and they started to do the, the boxing at the forum. And I was yeah. like, oh, thank God. This place is classy. <laughs> the Olympic Auditorium. So... When your career was was winding down, yep. did you still have a game plan to shoot, or were you like, "I'm done"? Like, no, they asked me to. I, I actually started doing a, the desk work a couple days a week, and then shooting a couple, you know, three, you know, both, and it just slowly uh, turned in full time, and that was kind of it. And it it was fine, you know, it's just. There's a lot of younger people that you know, right. have a lot, you know, are really good. And, it, you know, it just seemed like a right time. You know, you, you, you know, you felt right. Yeah, it was no problem. You know, there's just so many young, young, energetic people coming up that are super good. So what advice fine. would you have for a young photographer today? Wow, it's a tough field. I don't know. I mean, it, the difference from when I first started, not everybody could do what a newspaper photographer could do just because of the mechanics, the chemistry involved, the camera gear involved, the expense of the camera gear and everything else. You know, no phones, no nothing, pretty much. Now everybody's got a phone and video and it's, I just, the competition is crazy. The cameras are so good now. It's hard to not take a great photo with just every camera out there now so the cameras do make photographers better it's 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 i don't know if that's it it's just you have the ability to shoot such nice photos especially in in lighting conditions that aren't great i mean the difference of shooting indoor photo i mean 
cameras now, you know, 1600, 3200, looks just absolutely beautiful. The, the ISO and um, back when, back in the day, in the olden days, you know, if you went past 800, it started to look pretty bad. Can you, would you, were there some photos you wish you could have shot 6,400 or 10,000? Absolutely. I, mean, I shot 10,000 last night. I just, that mind, I, I can't get my head around it still. I mean, you're talking, you know, indoor gym, high school gyms and stuff. like Even, even the forum, while the lighting was good there, super contrasty. Super contrast. Right. The right. sports Top. arena was pretty dark and contrasty. Even the pond, when it opened up, it wasn't great. Well, at least it was hockey. Well, well, well yeah, I hockey never, I, I've actually never done any other sport there, so um, I don't know what it's like for basketball. I may have shot one basketball, I can't remember. But I just, the forum, yeah, it just was so... You know, it was better than other places, but it was still pretty bad. Did you get any of those Laker playoff games in or Laker Showtime games in during your career? Yeah, I mean, I did Magic Johnson. I didn't do too many of the playoff games, but that's actually back and now we'll go one step way back. I remember going to take pictures when I was in high school. You could just go sit on the floor and take pictures and no one said anything. Because you had a camera. Yeah. <laughs> I've got like old negatives of like, you know, Will Chamberlain, Jerry West. They're kind of thin. Sure. There's not a lot of detail in those <laughs> images. I don't know if I can get a photo out. Find it. I can't find them, but yeah. So you would just park your ass yeah. courtside and there's nobody there. No. And take pictures mm -hmm. with your 50 millimeter lens. Yep. Nobody cared. Oh. How's that? Unbelievable. Oh, okay. I'll do one other one too. This is when I first started to show you how things have changed. I wanted to shoot. This is when I was working at the paper, but early, pretty early, probably in the early 70s, well, mid 70s. And um, I go, I get to the game. I said, like, you know what? I'd like to shoot some stuff shooting down, okay? So I go, I find the public relations person and go, yeah, is it okay if I shoot from the rafters? And they go, sure. And I go, well, you know, how do I get up there? Or do I need a key to somebody to go? And he points to a door way up at the top. Just go through that door. Walked up to the top of arena, go through the door, walk under the rafters, take pictures of the game as it's going on, like that, looking down. Can you picture that? <laughs> oh my God. Same thing with tennis. I did it tennis also. When is when the, the tennis there? Straight down to someone serving. Oh wow. My three hundred millimeter lens. Three hundred F four. Oh, well at least you were looking straight down. Yeah. You had some light. What made you think I wanted well you wanted that? What people did it, but not that often. Just was kinda cool. Right. And you wanted it. Yeah. Isn't that funny though? The difference of uh no one cared. No one. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. Isn't that funny? That's nuts. That's probably kind of some of the interesting stuff of, of how things have sort of changed. Yeah. I'm, uh, now you got to have insurance. 
They only let so many people up there. Some arenas don't let anybody up there. Mm-hmm. The hell wouldn't let you wander around up there during yeah, the game. During the game. You're going to have to mount a camera and you're going to have to do it hours beforehand. I mean, yeah. it's just... And God knows what you know you could have done up there by accident, not intentionally. Trip, fell, drop something, mm-hmm. keys. Yeah, the, my lens film, hood. My lens hood. Lens hood, lens filter, strap, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Mounts, those little teeny mounts no, I didn't on have the any lens. Mounts. Oh yeah, could have come out. Yeah, and your lens goes z- zipping by you like this. Yeah, to think of that now is kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> kind of makes me nervous now. So. You retire. Do you keep shooting? What are you doing? You know, it just uh, probably the, the the thing I enjoy the most about being retired is not having a schedule of when, if I need to take a day off to do something, I have to decide whether it's important enough to take a day off. Those kinds of things, which I really enjoy. Uh, I miss the works. I don't miss the drive into work every day. Okay. That's probably the biggest thing. I, I don't miss the drive. I miss the people. People are pretty fun. Right. But I keep pretty busy. I, I, the days like go f- so fast, I can't even... <laughs> I, I can't even believe it. And it zips by? It zips by. Now, we talked about this before we started. Health. Yeah. Right? You decided in, when you were... Well, you I was know, 59. 59. And, and I, I lost almost... 40 pounds, yeah, because I was just deciding when I retire, I don't want to have to try to do it. Now, was that weight just kind of well, slow, gradual, a couple part, of pounds part, here? Part of it, too, my dad had gotten overweight and okay. had a lot diabetes a lot in his later life. and um, So I didn't want that to happen. So there was a family of, you know, uh, so I decided, yeah. And uh, it took about eight months. But What did you do? Uh, I ate less. Okay. And I exercise. I worked out almost five days a week. What did you start? I went to a trainer first. Okay. I went to a trainer once a week, and uh, that worked out. And I worked out pretty hard. So and I still do it. I've done it every day. I work out probably four or five times a week. Yeah. Four times a week. We're, we're sitting here in your gym. I mean, <laughs> uh, I try to work out about four times a week, and I've done it now for almost ten years. What's your routine? Are you like a chest tr- uh, uh, tries guy, back and buys, leg day, get your running and cardio? I mean, you got weights here, you got a full gym. I try to separate it usually between uh, a push and a pull day. Okay. I mean, I have an ideal system, but I never, I just almost can work out whenever because it's just, I now have sort of a funny schedule of just whenever I just start working out, then I falls to the next day but it, I try to do a day of push and then a day of pull how do you feel you feel good well yeah I, I'm in the best health I've ever been in and I'm that's great I'm 68 that's I mean that's fantastic to say that yeah that at 68 you feel shape. damn I'm in, good I'm in pretty good shape um because you're a Sierra guy. You like to go hiking and shooting and taking pictures. Yeah. So that comes in help, helpful. But I don't to, get out enough. No, but to have 40 pounds less and go hiking in the Sierras, and that's that nice. Stuff. But it's all, you know, you know, I don't expect other people to be as crazy. I, like, one of the, like I count every calorie. Every one of them? Yeah. <laughs> I know it every single thing. I never look, I never, I look and see what it has. So I decide whether it's worth it to eat it. Do you have a number in your head like you can't get by? Like, oh, I can't get past X amount of calories in a day. 
Yeah, well, this is kind of boring, but, you know, I try to go about... <laughs> Some people do. 2,400 probably surround Okay. Me. So, just depends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm kind of nutty, but, you know, that's just my own... But that's okay. That's sort of my hobby, one yeah. of my hobbies. What's the other hobby? Because I'm kind of feeling like I'm sitting here in a studio. In terms of... Oh, I don't know. There's a microphone. There's a, uh, a top-down camera because we're going to start doing product reviews. Is yeah. That like, right? Yeah, my, my goal was to do more YouTube, but <laughs> it's hard to get started. When so did you get, find, like... Well, I did it for your, work. Right. Stuff. And how did that go? It was great. I enjoyed it a lot. So when the video started at work, did you take to that? Like, oh. like kind of enjoy this? Yeah. I mean, that it actually started, though, after I was... Um, already working the desk. So okay. I was editing some stuff for people or whatever. And, um, but I didn't really shoot on assignment. I did it for doing, uh, that's back when we had like a photography blog kind of thing going on. Mm -hmm. and so that's when I was doing it for. So I did my own, like once a week I was trying to get, you know, reviews out and stuff like that. So, but it's just, uh, you know, the combination of, uh, you know, working out and, uh, I've been doing a lot of, like, I like to get out and just see birds or landscapes and do that other stuff. And it, you yeah, know, you shoot a lot of birds. Yeah, they're around. It's easy. <laughs> you just got to find them. It's like, you know, or uh, I'd get out and do more landscape, but, you know, with the COVID and stuff, it's been kind of tough to get out, so I haven't been really doing that as much. But, so, you know, just keep busy like everybody else. The days go quick. Do you have a YouTube channel? Uh, yeah, I do, but it's, uh, I'll get more stuff on it, so. What, but it's active now? Yes. Well, what, what is it? You can just do Robert Lockman. You can just go to my website, okay. robertlockman.com, and it takes you to everything. And it'll take you to that beautiful YouTube channel. Yeah, anything you want. Because you're going to start blowing it up, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Me <laughs> and Casey Neistat. Uh, He's got him worried. I'm be more like his dad. Oh, please. You can be I need a, mine is going to be for old people, though. That, no young people coming to my... That's okay. You think? They're on TikTok. Don't worry about them. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> You just do. Uh, now, you, do you, have, you got your TikTok uh, channel going nope. to? No, not. I don't touch that at all. No, they can't pay me to be on that thing. Oh, come on. No way. Come on. Nah. -uh. Come on. Chinese got that you thing got all a, wrapped you, up. You, I want you, no part of you it. You got a funny dog video. I know you got some. No, I, it's t that and like there's too much crap that already distracts me between my YouTube channel and the podcast and like Instagram. Like I don't need to do like. TikTok and something that's else. That's really hard though, though. You got to come up with some creative stuff. You're not. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need it. I got enough stuff like entertaining my time. I don't need to be doing TikTok dance videos. Come on. No, I'm good. No, that's not me either. <laughs> but you're going to do reviews? Yeah. What's, what's going to be the, what's going to be the first one? Give us a peek. What are you going to do? That's a tough question. Have to no, it's not. That. Come on. Maybe some, uh, how about something like digital frames? I'll start with that. I love my digital frames, stuff like that. You like that? Yeah. That's one, uh, actually one of the things I might start working on is things to do with your photographs. How about that? That's a good one. We'll, we'll do, we'll do starting next week. You ready? Okay. We're going to do, we'll try to get out two at least. I'll start my first uh, series and we're going to try things. What to do with those, like me, 50,000 photos in my photo library that no one sees or you never do anything with. How's that? That's going to be a good one. You think? <laughs> that's 99% of the country. I think so, yeah. So I've got some, I, I like doing, that's one of my favorite things to do. So I'm going to work on that and we'll uh, revisit it, okay? Okay. All right. What's the other one? You said two things. Uh, 
Well, I'm kind of into home. Again, you know, we did a remodel, so uh, I'm getting way into like home automation. So I'm getting pretty friendly with Siri. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to do a few things on that. So are you a Siri guy or or do you do Alexa or? I'm all, uh, I am all. In the Apple ecosystem? I, yes. Okay. So pretty much everything's home kit. Anything I buy has to be able to, any of the, uh, Devices or accessories have has to work with HomeKit. Okay. So that way everything is, you know, when I say, you know, good night or lights anything, on, lights off. Yeah, everything's pretty controlled. That's going to be a good one. You think? Yeah, absolutely. You let me know. I'll pimp that baby out. Okay. I'll let everybody know. Okay. Check out Robert on YouTube. I like it. You're the man. So are you doing any home automation yourself? Not yet. No. Let me come to me. I will come to you first. Well, I'll just watch the video. It's going to be a long one. It's okay. I got time. Okay. I got to row every day, so I'll just Are sit there. Are you rowing? Are you watching them when you row? I watch when I row. So you've got the water. We should have a challenge. Okay, let's do this. Okay. You ready? Yep. We're going to review your machine against mine. Ooh. What do you think? I like it. that. I think I can bring it over. I got to figure out what I... I think I can put that in the back of my car. That'd be good. What do you think? You up for it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. I... I love my rower like i live off of that have you thing. tried this have you tried one of these no this is a great rowing machine i i i'm all in it's a concept one it's a concept two yeah that's the one they have most of the gyms right i i tell people all the time like if you can't run anymore row yeah it's i like even it the best that's you. probably my my favorite we do have a peloton and uh i actually like the rowing better yeah so how I far feel are you like going? I got a better workout. How far are you going? You're doing a 5,000? 10,000. Oh, jeez. Yeah, 10,000. Wait, you're in. So my goal is every month. 10,000 is pretty good. To have 300,000, or no, I'm sorry, a quarter a million every month. So if there's a day or a month that it's short, February screws me, or just I can only get 8,000 that day just because of time. You're in pretty good shape then. I, yeah, it's. If you're doing a 10,000, so I get lazy and I just pull out a quick, uh, 2,000. Uh, just try to bang. Well, okay. But how quickly do you try to get it done? A couple of minutes? It like takes longer than a few minutes. Well. 2,000. What, what are you doing? Eight minutes? I'm pretty slow. Okay. I'm the world's... I, my cardio, I'm pretty slow. Okay. That's where you really... If you really want to feel the pain and get that heart rate up, try to do like 500 in, you know, 40 seconds. No, I'd like to be able to do... I, 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 well, this is getting too... Uh, but that's... That's what people love to watch on uh, YouTube. A, a 5,000. 5,000 is what I wish. Uh, it just takes me forever. And so sometimes, see, I like, a, I, I like to do about 20 minutes of rowing. Okay. But see, you can, you can polish off a, you probably can easily polish off a 5,000. How long does it take you to do the 10,000? So this is how I used to do it. I would watch the Son of Anarchy. Yeah. The Sons of Anarchy. And I would have to get my 10,000 done before the episode. So that's 40, it was 43 minutes. Yeah, see, I think, see, you're, you are. I'm banging. How old are you now? I'm 50, just turned 50. You've got such a youngster. Yeah. So, um, that's pretty good. That would, you are twice as fast as me because it takes me 40 minutes to do Five thousand. Oh, we got to get that up. We got to get that up. Let's go. We got to go for it. I need. Well, remember. Don't watch golf. You got to watch something that gets your blood flowing. I've got. <laughs> you're fifty. Yeah. So I'm. I've got. I've got eighteen years on you. Trust me, those eighteen years <laughs> slow you down. 
Those now, are, are you lifting at all? Yes. Yeah. Four or five times a week. That's good. Yeah. I got two young boys. I got to compete with them. Oh, Mike, I couldn't, um, there's no chance with me. Yeah, I got one who's riding with me. We're doing the Fullerton Loop all the time. My other one runs track. I'm lifting with him. And so, yeah, I got to compete with teenage boys in the house. You're doing good. Otherwise, I get crushed. Then we'll come over here. We'll have the bench. Yeah, let's get some benching in. We just do it in the garage, straight ghetto. Do you? Just throw it down and bang out weights in the garage. That's good. I like it up here. It's a pretty. uh, Yeah, this is fantastic. Yeah, I've got a pretty good set of weights, too. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you got TV, got your little media those, center, those, weights. Those 50s are heavy, though. Yeah, but you can, this is COVID ready. Uh-huh. All you need, you got a mini fridge in here? That's all you need. No, I just ring down. <laughs> Get it delivered. Robert, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your busy schedule and the house remodel and dodging COVID and everything else to sit down with me and What's well, a lot of fun. Talk about. We'll do it again sometime. We're, we're gonna, because we're going to do the challenge. Which challenge? On the YouTube. We're going to review our uh, rollers. Okay. You got it. Okay. So we'll... We're, we're, and we'll get you home automated. Let's put a date. Let's say what? In 30, 30 days, we do that review? Can do it anytime. No, no. We got to... Let's 30 do it days. before 30 days. Okay. Two weeks? Whatever you want. Okay. We're going to have a review on my rower and your rower in two weeks on YouTube. Except the only thing is... Here's an except. No, I'm just saying I'm not going to roll as fast as you. (laughs) Well, we're not doing a challenge on a fast... We're going to review the rope. Okay, we can talk about what's good and bad about each one. Let's review the rope. Okay, you got it. Yeah. No, we're not getting paid for it. We're just two old guys getting healthy. You're a youngster. Ah, it's all right. I got some gray. You're so young. You're the best, Robert. Thank you. All right. Best of luck. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Robert Lachman. If you enjoyed this episode, please click the like button, subscribe as well. You can find all of the shows on the website, justagoodconversation.com.